What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, as always, Bobby Asin. Today, I am joined with my longtime best friend, Leanne Rowland. Hello. You may remember her from an episode a couple weeks ago. I should say a couple months ago at this point. But Leanne has joined again. We have been friends for over 10 years. And we are gathered here today to celebrate Galentine's Day. So Bobby and I have known each other all the way through high school, which was like five ever ago. I was basically Caddy Heron, and Bobby was basically a way nicer Regina George. <laughs> Still a little bit of a bitch, but all in the right ways. And basically, he took me under his wing. And you joined my family in my junior year mm-hmm. of high school, and so we've been pretty much siblings since my junior year of high, or our junior year of high school, I would say. Yeah, pretty much. So we are going to hop right in. We are going to start this week with what Leanne's current guiltless pleasure. Leanne, what is your greatest pleasure? Oh my god, 90 Day Fiance. I'm addicted. We've been watching all the past seasons. I feel so in love with it right now. Oh my god, so much drama. And by we, you mean your roommate, right? Yeah, yeah. Caitlin and I, we just moved in together in a new apartment. And it's kind of what we've been doing lately. Watching 90 Day Fiance. Do you have a favorite couple? Right now I like Julie... And Brandon, because they're terrible for each other, but at the same time, it works. And they're living right now with his parents on a farm, and she's like a go-go dancer in Russia. So she doesn't like being a farmer, pretty much. So it's really funny. I feel like there's so many people from Russia, but at least she's real this time. No, it's Ukraine. So many girls from the Ukraine, because they have like special websites. And so they hook in like older guys, and they send them money constantly. But nah, it's not not Russia, the Ukraine. And they have a couple now of a guy named Jovi, and he's um, from Louisiana, and he's with a girl from the Ukraine. But you can tell she's not in it for the money. She like fucking hates living there, and he's such a dick. Like honestly, he's like probably an alcoholic and treats her like terribly. But I like her because she's such a bitch in like all the right ways, like in all the funniest ways. Well, maybe they're perfect for each other, Leanne. Yeah, totally. Spoiler, she's totally prego right now, and his whole family doesn't know, and they all think she's just in it to get a citizenship, but she's not. She, like, hates America, so joke's on them. And he's an alcoholic, so it's... Well, he doesn't say he is, but pretty much she drinks all day, and she's pregnant, so she's like, stop drinking, I'm pregnant, I can't drink. Wow, mm-hmm. I love that for them. Yeah. Well, my current guiltless pleasure is thanks to Leanne. Last week, Leanne had me start a show called Dollface. The show is directed by or produced by Margot Robbie. Yeah, but it was uh, he- heavily influenced, probably even written by Kat Dennings, who's the star of it. Additionally, we have Shay Mitchell and Brenda Song. So, good leads on the show. And actually, I just saw... Is her name Kat, you said? Yeah. I saw her in a recent episode of WandaVision on Disney+. Oh, Plus. I haven't watched that yet. So, Don't yeah, spoil. I'm very behind, so I can't even spoil it for you. I think I'm on episode three. But, yeah, the show is super, super fun. It's kind of like 
a mixture of fantasy and then real life at the same time, which I think is a really fun concept. Like you have a character who is a old cat lady where her head is actually a cat, but yet there's a real storyline of things that happen in real life for the character. So it's like a good mixture of real and fantasy mixed with just like a whole bunch of comedy. And it really shows the importance of friendships. I highly recommend if anyone needs to see a new show to start the show uh, because it's super fun. And I think I've watched already three episodes, three episodes without you so far. Um, but Leanne has already watched it, and we do know there is going to be a season two. Yeah, and it's on Hulu. Yeah, only Hulu. Yeah, it's very, very good. It reminds you of people who've been in, like, romantic relationships, and they kind of drop all of their friendships, and they get so involved just with, like, their partner, and how hard it is that if you ever get out of that relationship to actually reconnect with your old friends, because... Oh my God, that happens way too often. It's really sad. You meet so many people who don't have like healthy friendships because they're just so wrapped into their romantic relationships. I could name a few. Yeah, (laughs) honestly. But it's really good in that way. That's what makes it really realistic. And I think that statement is a good segue into the main conversation of this week's podcast. It is after Valentine's Day. It is after Valentine's Day. But today we are having that discussion We are wanting to talk about our favorite TV friendships, and there could be some movie friendships involved as well as we continue the conversation, but I wanted to have a conversation on our favorite friendships that we've seen through the years. Okay, so one big one that's an oldie but a goodie, Gossip Girl, Serena and Blair. The way that in my notes I have, Gossip Girl has the worst friends horrible for each other <laughs> no but i love how their friendship changes i don't yes. know i just think in the end i think that blair and serena aren't good friends only because i hate serena i think she's a, just a bad friend i don't think that serena ever learns to be a good friend i think blair learns how to be a good friend and she learns like the way that serena works and so i think also whenever blair has turned on serena it's because Serena sends something to, like, betray their friendship. And then eventually Blair just, like, stops betraying Serena because she learns that Serena will constantly mess up and constantly screw her over. So, but I will say, like, the Thanksgiving Day episodes when they have, or when they have the episode where um, Serena gets hired to do her mom's modeling of the clothes and then they just leave the photo shoot and they have one of their own in the middle central park taking cute pictures like those moments are super iconic and i do love their friendship in that way but i look at it as a whole i'm like that is a toxic toxic friendship i guess i don't know i think it's realistic for some people but they find out each other's secrets from a cell phone like tabloid thing before their own best friend tells them on their own like that's how they find out and then they have to deal with it and figure out how to solve it And to me, that's not a healthy relationship. They're not communicating. Okay. (laughs) I guess you're right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, Well, when I think of a good, healthy friendship on the show, I would say On the Hills, yes, a reality show. I'm talking about my favorite uh, friendships. But I would say Whitney and Lauren. I think that was always a healthy relationship. And... It's funny because they definitely had a work relationship. Like, you know, we have work friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would hang out occasionally, like at functions, like a birthday gathering or a work get together. So 
I thought it was like a really realistic friendship to watch because you have those like work friends I can hear about like aspects of your life or hear about friendships and eventually they meet your friends through passing and get this like opinion of them mm-hmm. I just always enjoyed the way that they support each other and I remember when Whitney leaves the hills and like Lauren says goodbye I remember I crying so I was like oh my gosh because you just see their friendship from the day they meet to the day that they like separate and I talked about this a while back but there was a podcast where they actually have to be together and talk for like the first time in like years so it's just cool I think they always had a positive relationship and there was nothing that was like really negative that affected something from the outside they just definitely kept it going for themselves I also think um, Snooki and Wall have a good friendship like they've been through so much together including like their births and everything like more recent and they've been together for a long time yeah, I think JWoww and Snooki always stand up for each other, whether it was JWoww getting a divorce or mm-hmm. um, different things they've learned with having children. Like, they've always been there for each other. Or being the shit out of someone who makes fun of the other one. That too. Yeah. That's good a good support. Yeah. yeah. I would do that. <laughs> I would if I was on a TV show and I knew I could afford the lawsuit. No, I'd still do it. Oh my god. I just wouldn't tell anyone. I'd have to do it in secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> to like private, like, yeah, like yeah, secretive, yeah. like revenge, not like physical revenge. No. I was like, secretive? There's like camera well, following you. I guess, I guess physical depending on the situation, but I would do that for you, Bobby. Wow. I would do that for you. That's so nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so if I go further on the reality show aspect, there's one, well, there's two more I, I would talk about, but the first one, Sally, no longer exists, but I would say season two of Siesta Key, actually season three as well, when you finally see Kelsey and Juliet become really good friends, I loved that friendship, and we know now, at the end of season three, that there is no friendship anymore, because Kelsey ruined everything. But when they were together, it was so good to see two girls that were against each other because of a man realize that the man was the actual problem and that they were going after something and going after each other for a reason that that they didn't Mm -hmm. need to. They realized they could support each other and they had such a bond over that and I felt like it was so empowering to like watch their friendship and then they would defend each other and like... When Kelsey was crying because of Garrett, she's like, hey, Garrett. Juliet says, Garrett, can I talk to you for a second? And she decks Garrett. Him. Oh, my God. That was so good. Okay, but even though they're, like, not in the best place, I'm hoping because, honestly, starting from the beginning, it was rough. Like, yeah, Juliet hit, hated her. And she hit her. So I'm hoping they'll get through this and reunite because I think you're right. I think when they support each other, it's like strong support and healthy support so i'm hoping they get through that i'm hoping too right now they are halfway through filming the new season and just yesterday juliet said that they're not friends so i'm interested to see that if there's gonna be a recovery of the friendship at the end i feel like also like that could be forced that they're not like gonna have like a reconciliation until like halfway through the filming that way the season has something to like talk about because I feel like the, like the whole like first 
three months of when this is actually airing, there's going to always be, like, an ad, like, soon to come this season. It's, like, them crying to each other, being like, I don't know what happened. Like, this has been so dumb. Like, we could have had a great summer if we just would have talked about this. I mean, that's what I hope. I mean, I know they have real lives. This is a reality show. And there is real remorse towards each other. But I would love to see them come back together. I agree. But if you want to talk about a real weird, awful, but sometimes good relationship is with Chloe. Like, all the people in the whole show and Chloe. Well, Chloe left CSTP. and down. Well, I think it's good. Although, I think she's the cause of so many problems. So, I don't know what the hell they're going to have if she causes so much. Maybe she, like, left, like, such an explosion that that was the rest of the season. Like, they just talk about <laughs> what she left saying. Like, she just, like, leaves, oh like, a God. text message. has, like, all these bullet points of, like, what they've done wrong. And then they, like, just discuss it all maybe she'll come back for a hot minute just to add more like they're like you thought she was gone i think she'll come back but here she is i think she'll be there for the rest of the season i think she just is gonna miss the private island filming i just always think about how um her and madison when she was like i was your best friend you're just moving out like you don't even feel bad and madison was just like yeah like you gossip about me like yeah I'm moving out like that whole friendship all being one-sided I think Chloe literally thinks in her head that she's best friends with everyone and she just doesn't even like all the stuff she does wrong like she can admit to it but it's not wrong in her head that's why stuff like that like really got to her it's Uh, interesting I know people like that too (laughs) (laughs) well another positive that turns into a negative Paris and Nicole and the simple life. Oh my god! I just love when Nicole's like, if you call my friend dumb one more time, I'll beat your ass. I've done it before and I'll do Do it it again. again. And then Paris just goes, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That's iconic. They were truly ride or die. But fame definitely stepped in on that one. As it does for so many, but definitely iconic. That was it for my reality show ones. Well, I think one that both of us watch, uh, Riverdale, I I don't know how caught up you are. I'm not caught up. But um, Veronica and Betty was one I had on my list. Gotcha. Veronica and Betty are very cute. I don't have any complaints on them. Besides that, there's always this underlying story of like that one of them one day will like cheat with the other person's partner. But it's also like the storyline that was that was created from a comic book, so I also think though, like, and I'm not gonna spoil anything, but they are the type of friends that always come back together. I mean, when you think about everything they've been through, because that show is crazy. There's deaths, there's gangs, they have experienced so much together and always seem to bounce back. I mean, their whole friend group does, but as women, like they're always supporting each other. Um, and I know Cheryl and Tony are together, but I think they're also two people that are strong, like, female-wise in that show. Yeah, well, they're dating their best friend, and they can, because they're lesbians. Yeah, so super healthy. And they don't really have insane fights or anything, you know, that breaks them up. Even though Cheryl's family is insane, Tony still backs her, like, constantly. So I love that for them. Well, for me, the other friendships I have listed here are Anne Perkins and Leslie Note from Park and Rex. 
that's always a super fun friendship to watch and was always strong. And additionally, I have Maddie in London because I think they drive each other crazy on the show, but they are so helpful for each other to like humble like each other and mm-hmm. learn from like both of their experiences from like rags to riches. Like they can learn from each other. So I think it's hard for London to see as much, but you definitely see Maddie learn from it. And then my last one I put down is the Sex in the City yes. girls. Oh my gosh. Talk about a friend group that goes through so much together. And most of it's all Carrie's fault. Oh, Carrie. But someone's got to have, someone's got to keep the show going. They all got together perfectly all the time. It wouldn't be a show. But I love how different they are. Yes. And they still come together. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, they definitely have, like, no similarities. Besides besides that they are the same age range, besides Samantha, who's a little bit older, and that they live in New York City. Other than that, I don't know what they really have in common. No, but it's nice to see people who are so different still support each other and come together. I love that kind of, like, breakfast club style, except Sex and the City. Yeah. Um... Another one that I love, and I think these two people really love each other a lot, is Santana and Brittany. Oh, yeah. From Glee. Glee. Like, every, like, so many people in that show have issues with each other, but as women, they're always the two that back each other. Like, I've never, like, in my head, I can't really think of any moment in the show where they, like, hate each other. Well, yeah, because even when they're having, like, tiffs or fights, they are still in love with each other. Yeah, and that's realistic. But that's sure. also another example of them being able to do that because they're also, like, dating, I feel like, in a sense. Well, I also feel like in the show that was kind of more one-sided um, at times. But even beyond that, like, I think some people, when it feels one-sided, they just kind of end it because they're like, oh, this is so hard. Like, they don't feel the same way back. But no matter what... They always will be friends, like, even with that, and I really love that. Who else do you have on your list? I have so many people on my list. I don't we'll know why. We'll just list a few while we wrap it up. Okay, I have Buffy and Willow, V and Fiona from Shameless, Grace and Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Sutton, Cat and Jane from The Bold Type. I have Beth, Annie, and um, Ruby from Good Girls. I thought you were about to say, like, Beth. Amy Jill from Little Women. No. I was like, what? <laughs> no. Oh, Dead to Me, Judy and Jen. Mm-hmm. They've been through a lot and somehow are still friends. Um, I have Karen Lena from Supergirl. I have all the Pretty Little Liars girls, as insane as their life is. I don't know how they're still friends together. Um, I have Liza and Maggie from Younger, Liv and Peyton from iZombie, Meredith and Christina from Grey's Anatomy. That one is definitely, like, for the ages, never will die, no matter what. Um, Abby and Alana, if you've ever seen Broad City, they're so funny. They're always together, no matter how crazy their life is, and they always support each other. Um, And then I have Monica and Rachel, which I think is just one that everyone knows. Oh, yeah, from Friends, for sure. From Friends. That's mostly it on my list. Really quickly, all those that I just went through. 
Um, so if you know any of those shows, then you know what I'm talking about. I know a bunch of people do. I know most people who listen to this podcast listen or watch Broad City, and like I haven't watched it. Oh my it. god, it's so good. And people always ask me, not just from the podcast, but in general, like, don't you love Broad City? And I'm like, I've never seen it's it. It's on Hulu. After Dollface, you have to watch that. I've heard um, that's super good. I know. I think it's one of Izzy's favorite shows of all time. Well, what I love about it and is Fleabag. It's I love Fleabag. Yeah, Fleabag is a good show, but um, Broad City, it was written by Alana and Abby, and it's based off their life just on a comical level because they are two Jewish women who live in New York, and they got their whole show I like actually done and like seen because they did small skits on YouTube. It's just, it's exceptional because they are best friends, and they write it. Oh my god, you have to watch it. You just have to watch it. I definitely will, and I probably will watch it after I watch Dollface. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on, we are now going to go in this week's pop culture recap. Leanne is not aware of the recap. <laughs> She's going to hear it live as we discuss what's happened this week in pop culture. Leanne, did you know that this week Taylor Swift dropped the new version of Love Story? Actually, I did know that. Good. It popped up on my YouTube. Did you listen to I it? I did listen to it. What did it? you think? I liked it. I loved it. It was so good. What makes me cry is when she says, when we were both young, when I, first, I, was, when I think of young, I think of when she like first recorded it, and then when it came out in 2008, I just like tear up thinking of like, the, the difference, because she was like young, and now she's like, 30 years old, which is not old. Yeah. I'm just saying it's just a difference in age, which is so cool to hear like the difference of her voice of when she's saying she... Like, and the song says young, so it's just like, oh, like the the talent and just everything that's happened since then, I don't even know. The this, growth. This is such a different artist, and I don't know if you've heard the song Both Sides Now from Joni Mitchell, but it kind of reminded me of that because she originally writes that song, and then several, several years later, she redoes it, and you can tell, like, she's really, like, experienced some of the things that she talked about in the first one in a different way. Because yeah. she's older, and I love that. I wish more artists did that. That's going to be so exciting to hear like, the rest of any of the albums uh-huh. we recorded. I cannot wait. And something I want to point out that I saw on TikTok is that like the banjos in the beginning of the song in this version are in tune, and that the background vocals of herself are herself, whereas in the first version of the song it was other people. Mm-hmm. So it's now like multi-layered with her voice and only her voice, and the coolest part is at the end, if you watch it, like, on your Apple TV or something, it says, written by Taylor Swift. Like, every part of, like, the credits is only Taylor Swift, and that's so amazing to see, which is the whole point of re-releasing mm-hmm. the Taylor version. And she um, hit the world record for, like, the fastest streaming song on Spotify in the country music category, and I think it's funny because now she's back in the country era, technically, but also the fact that she's going to beat her own world records because she holds like the highest records for music stuff so like she's going to go like double platinum over her already double platinum album of the (laughs) same music talk about inception yes for (laughs) country music i love it it blows my mind like imagine beating your own world record like the bar is yourself (laughs) like like Lady Gaga says, my biggest enemy is me, Papa 911. That's mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. Her biggest enemy is herself. Yep. She has to beat herself. It's so weird. So, <laughs> so weird. I did just say the word enemy, which brings up our next subject, Justin Timberlake. We had a little bit of a discussion on him last week, 
Leah and I have discussed this in person at the Cheesecake Factory. Mm-hmm. We had the whole documentary, which I have a whole podcast about the week previous on Britney Spears. There is a New York Times documentary called Framing Britney Spears. And this week we got a, well, I'll say we got this. I was going to say apology, but I don't think it's an apology. Justin Timberlake states on his notes that he screenshotted and posted on Instagram. I've seen the messages, tags, comments, and concerns, and I want to respond. I am deeply sorry for the times in my life where my actions contributed to the problem, where I spoke out of turn or did not speak up for what was right. I understand that I fell short in these moments and in many others and benefited from a system that condones misogyny and racism. I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson, both individually, because I care for and respect these women, and I know I failed. I also feel compelled to respond in part because everyone involved deserves better and most importantly because this is a larger conversation that I wholeheartedly want to be part of and grow from. The industry is flawed. It sets men, especially white men, up for success. It's designed this way. As a man in a privileged position, I have to be vocal about this. Because of my ignorance, I didn't recognize it for all it was while it was happening in my own life but i do not want to ever benefit from others being pulled down again i have not been perfect in navigating all of this throughout my career i know this apology is the first step and doesn't absolve the past i want to take accountability for my own missteps and all of this and as well as be part of a whole world that uplifts and supports i care deeply about the well-being of the people I love and have loved, I can do better and I will do better. I just want to say that's a crock of bullshit. <laughs> and the fact that the thing that makes me the most mad about the statement is just him saying, I specifically want to apologize to Britney Spears and Janet Jackson both individually. For but what? You also, didn't say anything. You didn't say what he's sorry for. But also he's clumping them together in the one statement and he didn't make two individual statements at all and there's not a statement about what he did to them he hasn't owned up to anything so to that i say i don't believe him but i'm pretty sure his wife forced him to do that i don't think he actually cares i mean he all he did was point out things we know so and people who didn't know that they're probably like wow but those are things we know about society like they apply to most people like you, yeah, you didn't point out anything individual that you did wrong. It was definitely an obligated thing that he felt he had to do, but... Oh, yeah, it was definitely forced. <laughs> Something else that was forced this week in the media was Chris Harrison taking a step back due to racist comments or being there and defending them, I should say. And his girlfriend says additionally he was in the wrong for excusing racist comments. This was done in a podcast, I believe, and we do know that Chris Harrison is taking a step back by not being part of The Bachelors after the final Rose special. I don't really understand how someone taking a step back to film like one week of something really does anything, <laughs> but I'm just like, well, all right, I guess. Because originally I forgot they didn't film that, so when I said he was taking a step back from filming, I was like, of what? Like they already finished. But I guess there's like one more special to cover that he's not going to be in and i'm interested to see the future for bachelor nation whether they're going to continue with chris harrison or if this is going to be the end of b 
be all for him since they are definitely moving into a diverse cast and we have the first black bachelor and previously we had a black bachelorette who was very upset by the comments that chris harrison made and is very upset that the bachelor nation would even continue a relationship with him and she says that hearing what he's defended has changed all her thoughts on him so i'm very interested because a lot of people are very hurt from this as they should be and i'm interested to see what's going to come from this i want to go into next all the flashbacks that are currently coming back as we know trends never die and reboots and sequels are always continuing we do know that mtv has just finished filming the original season one cast of The Real World to have them live together again and experience that storyline again. So that'll be interesting with the OG cast. We do know that Kristen Cavallari has officially come back to the hills, but she is not a full-time cast member. She is there temporary whenever she is in California for filming. So not a full-time character. Did you ever like Kristen Cavallari on the hills? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big fan of her. I thought her own reality show, Vera Cavallari, was very lacking, but... Mm, yeah, I agree. <laughs> so I know uh, Ricky does not like her at all, but <laughs> he's very strong on that. I forced our old roommate, Ricky, to watch that in the beginning of quarantine, because I was like a whole season behind, and he hated when I would watch Vera Cavallari. Well, going back into those reunion subjects, we have Dolly Parton officially joining Grace and Frankie for a 9 to 5 <gasps> reunion. Yes! <laughs> I did not know that. I love it. Yes. Ah, I'm going to love that. So that is very exciting. I'm so sad that they. this is going to be the last season of Grace and Frankie. I'm very behind Grace and Frankie. So, oh, so and good. another throwback that has come back, I should say, a flashback for Flashback Friday, is Rebecca Black has re-released Friday, the remix of a brand new music video. Shut up. Yes. Shut up. I'll have to play it for you when we finish this oh podcast. My God. All I think of is about Sam. Sam McBride, if you're listening to this, please don't sing this anymore. It's Every done. Friday, this kid in our high school, our friend in high school, would play Friday over and over again on Fridays. And additionally, on Thursdays, he had Tropical Thursdays where he'd make everyone wear Hawaiian shirts. Oh my God. So I feel triggered. Sam McBride was right, though. Friday is still alive. You can never kill Friday. Thanks, Rebecca Black, <laughs> for that contribution. And speaking of continuation of reboots and continuations, etc., etc., we have a statement officially from HBO. Uh, Casey Bloys, I should say, um, I thought it was Blaze, made a statement on why Samantha won't be in Sex in the City, storyline-wise, is... Just as in real life, people come into your life and people leave. Friendships fade and new friendships start, so I think it's all very indicative of the real stages and the actual stages of life, which matches our theme of the podcast this week Mm -hmm. (laughs) about friendships and good friendships and bad friendships. But that is officially going to be the storyline of why Samantha's not there. I didn't know if it was going to be she had cancer in like yeah, the show yeah, yeah. and I know she was gonna they're gonna kill her off or what they're gonna do but they're just simply just gonna say their friendship ended so I mean she kind of the actress already has her own show though like yes filthy rich is that what it's called I don't know I don't watch she it she plays like a southern woman um Christian woman and they have like a business based off of like her cooking books and like big sermons it's kind of a mess of a show well, that reminds me of my last and final subject. And yes, I actually only have one Bravo update, which is about 
Real House was a Salt Lake City. Mary Cosby, our woman of God, has said that the reason she's on Real House was a Salt Lake City is because God told her to be. <laughs> yeah, I had that same conversation with God, too. God told Last me I was going to be famous, so guys, look out for my next TV show coming <laughs> soon. Love Hopefully it. it's yep. a, either Netflix or MTV's going to pick it up. God told me, so here we go. Just wait and see. Miracles happen. Exactly. But this week, The Real Houses of Solo City Part 1 reunion did come out. There was lots of good drama, and I'm very excited for Part 2 and Part 3 to unfold. It's interesting to see the girls bring their receipts and different things to their first reunion. And people are saying that it looks like they're leading Heather to be a villain of Season 2, which I think is next to impossible. But I love to see Jen and everyone go head to head. So I'm very excited to see what's to come. And that is it for this week's pop culture recap. We are now going to go into our fire rapid questions. Leanne, you're going to start first by asking me five questions and I additionally ask you five questions. All right. What's your best drunken like friend memory with your friends? One of my favorite drunken memories story with friends was my 24th birthday in Vegas. And it's hard for me to remember what the order what the order of events is. I just had to pull up on my phone to remember what we did. But um, we saw Lady Gaga. I did see Lady Gaga sober because I wanted to remember that whole concert. And then afterwards, we went to a club called Aria, which I thought was like really boring. But then... We went, because I really wanted to go to like a strip club. I had never been to one. So we went to one called Piranha in Vegas. And we were there till about 6 in the morning. My favorite part of that experience was everyone wanted to leave, but they knew I wanted to be there. So they were being team players. And I was putting money in a stripper's thong. Right before I did that, this man taps my shoulder. And he's like, are you Bobby? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I'm... I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I met you in Los Angeles, and it was this Mormon that I once made out with in a club called the Abbey in Los Angeles, and he had just moved to Las Vegas that week or that month, and so that was really cool. But that night um, at Aria, Isabel, my friend, and Katie got kicked out because when Katie was throwing up, um, Izzy was holding her hair, and then Katie peed on her feet. And then the bouncers kicked them out, took their IDs, and then we had to find out they were outside the building. And so the party didn't stop us. We went to the strip club because <laughs> they knew I wanted to go to one. We got, we left the club at six in the morning. The sun was up. We got dropped off by like a Walgreens. We got like a whole like case of water bottles. And some people got Taco Bell. I thought of eating at that point made me think I was going to vomit, so I did not eat the Taco Bell, which I'm really sad. But now they just built one in downtown Orlando where they have, like, a fancy Taco Bell. So, yeah, Ooh, we should go. We need to go. They have special item, food items. Yeah. And that, like, I'd say three hours later after we got there, I left to go to a pool party at uh, another club. So it was just a fun time with all of, like... This Vegas crew, friends, it was, just, it was just so fun. And I don't think that could ever be repeated, especially not in today's world. <laughs> well, all right. It's now my turn to ask you a question. If you had to be stuck on an island with Spencer from the Hills or Alex from Siesta Key, who would you choose to be stuck with? Oh, that's hard, I guess. 
I asked Spencer because he could pick all the crystals on the island and give me all the energies I need when I'm struggling. Exactly. It's all yeah, you need, it's just all crystals. all you need, crystals. And there's plenty of sun to charge them, so. Wow. Yep. And um, I don't know what Alex would even do. He doesn't have a boat, and he's stupid. He has a boat. But he wouldn't on if, the island. Yeah, he's stranded, yeah. So, yep. All right, your turn. All right. What's the last thing that made you laugh really, really hard? Well, I would say the most recent was when you moved into this apartment. There was um, these cabinets above Leanne's stove, and they look like they would all have like tops to them. But there's a corner piece that is empty, and Leanne went to hang or to put up like this vase that's like twenty five pounds, like made of concrete. And it fell through a slot because there was no top, and it broke through, broke like a spice rack. But the pot didn't break. Like you need, you need to basically picture me because I put the other pot on the other side of the cabinet. So which I'm like, had a lid, like it was a normal cabinet yeah, top. So I just have it. I'm pushing it, and then it just shoots down. Like it was really scary. That was gonna hit me. When I was hearing all this, I almost threw up from laughing so hard. So that was definitely the <laughs> time I most recently could not stop laughing. All right, Leanne. Everyone decided to come back to being the Sex in the City continuation story, but you had to choose the one character to get rid of. Who? What character would you have gotten rid of? Um, I think I get rid of Miranda, just because I don't like her. <laughs> That's, I just don't like her as a character. So, pretty easy for me. Did you watch Ratchet? Um, no. Okay. I was too scared to. She's in that, so I just didn't know, because I could tell if it's the actress for you, or it's the character. No, it's definitely the character. Okay. It's annoying. Alright, next question, Leah. Alright, favorite dynamic duo? My favorite dynamic duo of all time is always going to be Paris and Nicole, because they make me laugh so much, and they were pioneers for the reality television world. So True. All right, if you had to choose to give up Britney Spears or Lady Gaga, who would it be? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to burn in hell for whatever I, like, answer, because <laughs> they're both perfect. Um, I guess I guess I'd keep Britney just because all the memories I had before Lady Gaga even was a thing. Yeah. I do remember um, I did not know really who Lady Gaga was at a moment in time in high school. And we were all like filming like this oh, weird yeah. like music video. to video. paparazzi. And we were all dressed as like different versions of Lady Gaga. And I, I was like, I don't know who she is. And everyone was like, just cry. Like keep crying. Like the whole video. Like be on the floor crying. So I did that, and when I actually found out who she was, I was, like, very embarrassed. But I've, Brittany's been in my life way longer, so... You also thought that Kesha was a serial, so... Yeah, but what is it, Kashi? Yeah. You see how it was Caddy Heron, guys? Yep. Yep. All right. Um, in every Broadway musical you can think of, what was your favorite friendship? Like, in one. Um, I would think of Legally Blonde, and I would say Elle Woods... And Paulette, because that's goals of a friendship. I mean, if and you can get your Wicked, dog back. I would say Glinda and Elphaba, um, even though they have an estranged relationship, but it's not really estranged because they actually know where each other are. I would say them because, like, they, like, die for each other, <laughs> literally fake a death. 
to help the other one out. That's, that's iconic. That's, yeah, Britannia, ride or die, die to help literally. <laughs> yeah, she died for Belinda. <laughs> so, all right. What is your favorite celebrity encounter you've had in real life? Um, uh, I guess BTS because I've met Neil Patrick Harris like twice. I've met Corbin Blue. Um, but I think right now everyone's jealous of me because I actually did meet them. I've shaken their hands. I remember at um, a concert I went to in Texas, I was the very last person, period, to like meet and greet. So if you guys ever have a meet and greet, like be the last person because no one's behind you like pushing you to go. So I took my time, I like shook their hands, like I was able to talk to them. They're super nice. Even the girl in front of me, though, she, like, shook Jimin's hand and was like, Jimin, you're so skinny. Like, all of them laughed so hard. They're such nice guys. So that was really, like, good. It was a good time. Good answer. Next question. All right. So this one is sad. So, like we said, Bobby and I have been friends forever. And it's funny because I used to be in Tallahassee for school and Bobby was in Orlando. And so we, even though we're apart, we still visited a lot, but um, Bobby is leaving and he is going to New York. Don't know when, don't know anything about, you know, how that's going to happen, but I wanted to ask what you're looking most forward to, especially with COVID. Like, I don't even really know because I'm sure a lot shut down, but like in general, even if COVID wasn't like happening, like what would be something you really want to do you're looking forward to? the most if i was looking forward to something the most it would be like if there wasn't covid going on right now it'd be all the live tapings i can go to to <laughs> see like andy cohen do watch what happens live um so those are all free and like super cool to see like the celebrity interviews and all that in person um and then additionally to that i'm very excited to even in covid to be able to walk everywhere and not feel that I have like pressure to do it all so fast because I might be there in a condensed week like I'll be able to actually enjoy Central Park and not be like I could be here for two hours I could actually spend the day there read a book or do whatever and not feel rushed even though it's a very rushed city all right my last question for you is in honor of the free Britney movement what are your top three Britney Spears songs oh I know in the last um podcast I was asked what my favorite one is I love criminal mm -hmm. I just think when it came out it was different to me um toxic definitely there's no song like toxic period it's really hard because there's so many but I think one that always makes me tear up that I think about is either um every time or stronger I mean yes. every time was so incredible in person like it's one that I definitely remember it was so beautiful um, but those two are probably two that make me, like, want to cry because they're just so good, like, and so relatable. Those were all beautiful answers, Leanne. Well, I want to thank you for joining me this week on Guiltless Pleasures. Of course. And I hope everyone out there had a great Galentine's or Valentine's Day celebration. Celebrate all your friends. They deserve it. Everyone you love. And on that note... Stay sexy. And stay guiltless. Stay guiltless.